Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from episode 97, Dr. Lane Norton, The Science of Eating for Health, Fat Loss and Lean Muscle Part 1, Huberman Lab. Introduction Energy Balance and Utilization A calorie is an energy stored in the chemical bonds of food, it's literally a measurement of energy. All calories are created equal, it's just a unit of measurement, but all sources of calories are not equal. Scientifically, a calorie is the amount of energy needed to increase the degree of water by 1 degree Celsius. Metabolism is trying to capture the metabolizable energy in food. ATP is your body's energy currency, a lot of metabolism is creating ATP. Carbohydrates, other than fructose, are converted into glucose and enter glycolysis. Protein gets converted into amino acids which can be used for muscle synthesis or can get converted into glucose via gluconeogenesis. Fatty acids create energy through beta-oxidation. Energy balance, calories in versus calories out, the calories consumed versus calories burned. Food labels can have up to a 20% error rate, calories in might be harder to actually track than expected. Basal metabolic rate, BMR, is about 50 to 75% of energy people expend per day. Calories burned during the day without exercise or doing anything, aka, the cost of keeping the lights on. Your metabolic rate is closely related to oxygen consumption. A highly trained person can get to 20 calories slash minute burned. Thermic effect of food, TEF, 5 to 10% of daily energy expenditure. Ranking TEF, fats have the lowest carbs have moderate, and protein has the highest, but this doesn't mean you should just eat more protein and count on burning more calories. For most people, the biggest component of physical activity is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, NEAT, dash fidgeting, spontaneous physical activity. Neat, not purposeful movement, think. Waving hands, tapping foot, shifting weight from one side to the other, neat is not something you consciously modify or try to do. The calories burned from neat can actually be significant, up to 100s per day. Exercise and weight management. Day-to-day changes in weight are much more dictated by fluid shifts than they are changes in adipose, this tends to be the reason most people quit their regimen. Wrist fitness trackers notoriously overestimate the calories burned from exercise. Calorie trackers are not accurate but you can use them for comparison, if you burned 1,200 calories in an exercise one day and then 1,600 the next, you can assume you burned more even if the exact numbers are incorrect. Exercise actually has a mildly appetite-suppressant effects. People rarely compensate for the calories burned during exercise. Exercise increases satiety signals most people 70% who lose weight and keep it off exercise regularly. Sedentary people eat more than lightly active and moderately active people. The power of belief is strong. If you believe something works, it is more likely to. Spontaneous activity, NEAT fluctuates depending on exercise intensity and can impact the total calories out. 6 out of 7 obese people lose significant weight at some point in their lifetime, but why can't they keep it off? Most people focus on weight loss but not what will happen after the weight is off, creating a new version of themselves. Pick the form of restriction that feels the least restrictive for you so it becomes a lifestyle you can sustain, not a diet. The thing that matters most about selecting a diet for weight loss is long-term adherence. Without fail, there's a diet honeymoon period across all diets that wanes after a few months.
pick the tool that works for you, there's basically no difference in fat loss between low-carb and low-fat diets. Diet cycling for example, trying keto for a few months then omnivore etc. is not recommended as a long-term strategy but could be helpful in helping you select what will work most. Cons, you may temporarily decrease insulin sensitivity until you adapt. Gut health. We're still in the early stages of understanding gut health, probably 20 years out of developing a consensus. Fecal transplant. Fecal transplants from lean mice to obese mice will make the obese mice lean. This has been replicated in humans as well. Probably working through brain mechanisms of satiety. Soluble dietary fiber positively impacts the gut because it's a prebiotic. Sources of fiber, fruits and vegetables, some whole grains, some cereals. Recommended dose of fiber is 15 grams per 1,000 calories intake. Fiber is a longevity hack Dr. Lane Norton. Prebiotics are better than probiotics. Most probiotics are not strong enough to colonize. Shifting cholesterol evidence. HDL is a marker of metabolic health. High HDL suggests that you are metabolically healthy, but note, drugs that increase HDL don't reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. Lifetime exposure to LDL is an almost linear effect on heart disease. It's not LDL alone but APOB which tends to track with LDL. Someone with high HDL and low LDL will still be at lower risk than someone with high HDL and high LDL. Inflammation follows the same pattern, low inflammation, low LDL person has a lower risk than someone with low inflammation, high LDL. Nuance in muscle synthesis. Leucine amino acid is almost exclusively responsible for muscle synthesis when you eat protein, but no, you can't just supplement with leucine and expect muscle growth. Leucine stimulates mTOR which ultimately starts protein synthesis. Muscle protein synthesis refractory period. After consumption of protein, there's a 3 to 5 hour refractory period that will take place before another round of muscle protein synthesis can take place. Diet and protein intake for muscle synthesis. Quote, of the macronutrients, protein is definitely the biggest lever you can pull. Dr. Lane Norton. To maximize protein synthesis, consume 1.6 to 2.6 grams slash kilogram of lean body mass. There aren't noticeable benefits to going beyond this range. Not all sources of protein are the same. A protein bar isn't as satiating as a piece of chicken with the same protein content. Does protein distribution matter? Doesn't look like it unless you get into the territory of longer fasts, days, not 16 to 8. The most important thing is hitting the daily protein goal. Start your day with high protein, use protein shake instead of milk and cereal, have a shake if you prefer, but get the protein. The less you can change, the better you'll do. Make small changes to increase protein in existing meals. By changing the cuts of meat, you can pump up the protein, reduce fat, and keep calorie relatively comparable. Journal articles and other resources. Role of non-exercise activity thermogenesis in resistance to fat gain in humans, science. A potent physiological method to magnify and sustain soleus oxidative metabolism improves glucose and lipid regulation. I. Science. Creatine supplementation increases total body water without altering fluid distribution. Journal of Athletic Training. Biology's response to dieting, the impetus for weight regain, American Journal of Physiology. New research shows artificial sweeteners mess up your gut, bio, lane.
that wraps up the notes for this episode. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week. Every Monday.